Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode of Inside Sports Before Christmas. I'm dressed as an elf. It's actually just a green goblin costume I dyed red. Works perfectly. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Early second period, Hurricanes up 2-1 on the Penguins. Islanders and Rangers are in a 1-1 tie, as are the Capitals and the Senators. Ovechkin not the goal scorer for the Caps. Jets lead the Bruins 2-0. How about that? Two teams having very good seasons. The uh, Bruins only four regulation losses on the year. They played a lot of home games, and they are trailing the Jets at home. 2-0 in the second period. Shifley with his 20th and Harkins with his third the goal scores for the Jets there was a matinee today in Toronto the Maple Leafs got by the Flyers 4-3 Nylander gets his 20th of the season still to come tonight some games of interest for the Oilers the Kraken play at the Canucks of course Seattle one of the teams the Oilers are trying to reel in in the Pacific Division and the Oilers play the Canucks tomorrow it's right here on 630 Chet 530 for the faceoff show the puck will drop at 7 at Rogers Place also the Flames take on the Kings Flames and Oilers very close in that uh, wild card positioning right now and uh, LA LA we'll see if they can hang around they don't have a good goal differential and they, they give up a lot of goals but they're in a playoff spot for the time being also later on tonight the wild and the sharks and uh, also thursday night football this evening we will keep an eye on that's going to have jacksonville at the jets that one starts in about eight minutes and 20 seconds all right appreciate you tuning in tonight uh, indeed it is the final show before christmas we got the hockey game uh, tomorrow on uh, boxing day i think there's some sort of a special show in here a bunch of people talking about the year in sports i think i might be one of them and uh we then we'll have a another hockey game on the 27th so we'll have a couple of addition of editions of inside sports next week but this is the final one before christmas oilers last night got the win in dallas i, I thought that was an entertaining game to watch first of all uh, i mean i thought a lot of good plays the first 10 minutes or so were fairly quiet low event as the kids say but it picked up some good hits some uh, nice contributions from players on the Oilers who haven't uh, hit the score sheet a lot this season. Skinner made the stops that he needed to make. Uh, you know, they killed off a couple key penalties, even though they did give up a power play goal. Their power play struck again, and the Oilers beat a team that actually uh, absolutely crushed them earlier this season. And I was encouraged by the Oilers' performance defensively and also their puck management 
way fewer turnovers than in many other games this season, especially recently. And, of course, there were some. I, I mean, look, one of Dallas's best players turned the puck over that led to the Oilers' game-winning goal. It happens. It happens to anybody. But it didn't happen a lot last night for the Oilers. And I think that's sort of what, what I take out of that game is we know the Oilers can do it. We, we know they can play a, a tidier game. You know, two of the main criticisms of the team this season has been turning over the puck and, and has been, uh, you know, I think some of the physicality and sort of that rugged play in their own end defending the front of their own net. I don't know if that is as fixable as just not turning the puck over because I, I don't think the Oilers have a lot of players if, uh, you know, that that have that sort of really, I'm going to go out there and be a jerk type of mentality and, and I'm going to hit everything that moves and, and slash everybody and, uh, you know, risk drawing a penalty and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Duncan Keith had that. There are Oilers players that have that. There are Oilers players that have that at times, but I don't think it's prevalent throughout the lineup. So while I can address that as a shortcoming, um, I, again, I just don't know if it's in the DNA of some of the players. I do think it's in the DNA of some of the players to just not give the puck away to the other team or make more responsible plays uh, with the puck. So that, that's where I'm kind of coming from there, which is why I think that's been a bigger problem, which I talked about a couple of days ago, and why I think it's more fixable. And I do think uh, it was fixed last night. So, of, of, of course, I'm sure many of you are thinking, whoa, but Nurse flubbed that one. Pa oh, Ryan passed it back. And yes, there were mistakes. If you were watching Dallas, they made some mistakes as well. But I think the Oilers made far fewer mistakes than they have in other games this season. And, uh, you know, then they took advantage of that big mistake by uh, by Haskinen. McDavid scored a beauty. Yanmark gets the empty netter. And they get the win. So a big one. And now they take on the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow. Uh, we have a lot to get to tonight. I'm really looking forward to this show. Well, I look forward to pretty much all my shows. But this one's going to be fun. Derek Van Deest writer for post media here in Edmonton of course we've talked to him several times in the past he he was away for over a month because he was on the Oilers road trip to Tampa Bay and then he went to Qatar and he covered the World Cup <laughs> and he was there for a month basically and he was at all of Canada's matches and he was uh, at the final and, and all these incredible venues so he's going to tell us what it was like over there which is which is really really cool and uh, I, I'm really interested to get his perspective he's a big soccer guy knows a lot about the game he has covered World Cups in the past this one a condensed World Cup I mean what, uh, what did he say when he was on before I think 45 minutes was the longest drive between two stadiums as opposed to when he covered the one in Brazil, you know, you had the there was the one stadium that was basically in the middle of the jungle that you had to had to fly to. So it'll be fun to have him on the show. Also, and this is going to lead into my off-topic topic tonight. So Jeff Perlman is coming up. Some of you may have read his books. Uh, he's written a couple of books about uh, different eras of Lakers dynasties. He wrote a book about Brett Favre called Gunslinger. Uh, he's written a book about Barry Bonds. He wrote a great book uh, called Boys Will Be Boys about the championship uh, Dallas Cowboys teams of the early 1990s. Jeff's, uh, Jeff's a really interesting guy. got a great sense of humor. And his new book that is now available is called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. 
who was obviously a two-sport star, played Major League Baseball and in the NFL, was excellent in both sports, but of course his football career, well, and to some extent his baseball career, but especially his football career, was derailed by a serious hip injury. And I'm going to ask Jeff if, if Bo Jackson is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, what-ifs in sports history. What if he hadn't suffered that hip injury? Like, are, are, are we talking about a guy who's just undoubtedly the, the greatest athlete in history? You know, how, how high could have he gone? How, how much could have he, he achieved? You know, how long could have he played both sports at a high level? So that leads me to my off-topic topic, 780-496-0063. If you're using the good old-fashioned speaking telephone, it's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also email insidesports at 630shed.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Now, this doesn't have to be, th this can be a personal thing, uh, but keep it towards something that people know about. Like, don't say, oh, what if I would have scored the game-winning floor hockey goal at grade four intramurals? We can't do that. Something that people are going to know about. I have some examples. I think an obvious one for the Edmonton market, and maybe the first one that popped into the minds of many of you, what if Wayne Gretzky had not been sold at, uh, sold slash solded? I just made up another word, Kellen. Hey, uh, solded. I, uh, did, 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 did. I, uh, I, I sold my horses to that uh, Wilkins boy. He didn't know uh, what they were worth. What if Wayne Gretzky hadn't been sold slash traded to the Los Angeles Kings? What could have happened here in Edmonton? Here, here's another one I thought of this afternoon from around that same era. What if Ben Johnson hadn't got caught? What if Ben Johnson hadn't got caught from a, a Super Bowl from a little over a decade ago? What if David Tyree hadn't pinned that <laughs> football to his helmet on that catch for the Giants and the Patriots also win that Super Bowl and would have gone 17-0 and for the, uh, for the perfect season? Things like that. It can be your personal thing. And give a little line about, you know, why that's big for you or what you think would have happened if the what if would have come true. So we'll have some fun for that uh, final show before Christmas here. 780-496-0063. All right, we're going to call a quick timeout. Uh, I think we might have somebody eager to get on the phone line here. So uh, I will talk to, uh, I'll talk to whoever gets on hold here. We're uh, back in a, a couple minutes here. Inside Sports on Chet. I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right. Cam Moon listening tonight. He's excited to hear Jeff Perlman coming up between 7 and 7.30. He mentions football for a buck and the bad guys won as two of his favorites. Football for a buck, a great book about the USFL. And the bad guys won about the 1986 New York Mets featuring one of my favorite players of all time the late Gary Carter, who wasn't a bad guy, but there were some several other rowdy personalities <laughs> on that team. Jeff Perlman, by the way, was recently in Edmonton. We're going to find out why when we get to that, too. 780-496-0063. Well, what a Christmas treat this is. <laughs> For the third time in the last month, it's Sirius Gord utilizing the open line. Hey, uh, uh, Gary Carter, he, was, um, he wasn't the nicest guy. 
out there and I, I think I remember his dad being a very unpleasant person I be, well the knock on Gary okay I we should say this Gary. the, the knock on that Gary. Mets teams was drugs and booze Gary was yes, not into that but he did that, have no. he, he did have a reputation of being a bit of a holier than thou type of character yeah, I believe yeah, yeah and fair enough he was a total head case uh, you said Cam Moon is listening Yes, Cam Moon often listens. I want to pay Cam a compliment. I think I mentioned this to you before. I am very, very impressed with how he calls a game. I think he and uh, our friend um, Bob Stoffer are exceptionally good on the radio. I really enjoyed their call. Uh, and I think actually in many ways Bob, it, 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 the personalities match, and Bob gets a lot more confident in his, in his comments. So I just wanted to pass that along. I really think he does a great job. Cool. Um, anyway, I just wanted to move on to World Cup and FIFA before it all perishes away. As you know, um, uh, we only pay attention to it every four years on this continent. Correct. Um, just a couple of steps above the attention we pay the biathlon during the Winter Olympics, really, for many people. Um, and first, of all, first, I want to say, look, you watch the players. If anybody watches athletes, these guys are unbelievably talented people. Um, fantastic athletes. I was looking. They show stats. Stats on soccer are pretty cool. Um, guys are running like 20 kilometers in a yeah. game. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing, right? But um, it's a deeply flawed game. Anybody who's watching North American sports can't help but see all these things that are amazingly irritating. <laughs> well, they are. And, and it, from my perspective, as somebody who's very much involved in politics and business, it is a is it absolute proof of why monopolies are dumb and bad things to do. The FIFA has a global monopoly, and as a result, it's become went from being a great cause to being a good business to being a flat-out racket. Um, and on top of that, um, the sport has become paralyzed. Uh, all bureaucracies treat challenges, including uh, entertainment value, uh, in a bureaucratic way. They write more and more uh, rules, but not rules that change the fundamental aspects of the game. So they'll have all these things about injury and you can lay down on the field yeah. for so long and all that garbage. But they soccer, I mean, look at the World Cup, the final game. I mean, the other thing about the final game is it proved when the stakes are extremely high, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're playing uh, Canasta, if the stakes are world dominance and fame, it matters, right? Right. Because um, we have, what, six goals plus um, shootout, and there was only, what, three actual goals scored in play? Everything else Okay, so what's – sorry, I'm not uh, – what's your overarching theme, though, well, here? my right? point is is that the game has to change and needed, okay. needed to change for 80 years, but because they've got a, a monopoly, they don't change. I mean, the offside rule is a joke. The fact that your game is always ending on penalty shots. But, but most – I, I, first of all, I like, I like watching the big – soccer events I, I i overall have a very lukewarm relationship with soccer i appreciate yeah. it but it's a, to me it's a game of almosts which gets frustrating after a while but here's the yeah. thing i respect the fact that i'm in the minority that most of the world they grow up and soccer is immediately injected into their veins mm -hmm. 
So we're, we're, nobody cares what we history, think, Court. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the most primitive sport of all in all human history, right? It goes around from the days when you're kicking around a goat skin full of air, a uh, goat stomach full of air. Um, but, but, but they just can't evolve and make the game more competitive. They say they have a competitiveness committee, but they fundamentally won't change the game. And the game is stuck. You look, compare it to NFL. Compare. I was just watching uh, a 1967 hockey game between Montreal and Boston. And the game, I know people have a lot of nostalgia, but the game today is vastly better. Oh, of course. Right? And, and it's not just because of the speed. It's because the rules are better because of... So, so you're saying team. soccer has only the, whatever, 11 or 12 soccer laws of the game. Some, they yeah, never change. Soccer needs some internal competition to make it get better. And I don't... Listen, I'm far be from you to say I know the solution, but I can see elements of the game that you could make it a lot more interesting in a big hurry with a few changes. How about substitutions? How about lying fresh players onto the game where you're not... You know, they allow two crazy substitutions. How about stoppages in play, et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you look at the actual fundamental rule set of soccer and compare it to any other major team sport and the rules have essentially not changed since world war ii all right what's your biggest what's a what if in sports for you so i'm I, sorry i want to understand what you mean by what if anything you think that where you where you think about like somebody messaged me instead of what if rollison hadn't got hurt in game one in 06 my I've examples were what if gretzky hadn't been sold to the kings what if ben johnson hadn't been caught what if david tyree hadn't pinned that ball to his helmet in the giants okay. pat super bowl i'll, I'll give anything. you one and i'll i'll bring up one later next time i call because i got a great one for you okay, uh, you, got, anyway, you got 80 seconds but, but two seconds uh of 80 i'll take 80 i can do 80 <laughs> <laughs> i can do eight minutes if I need to. um bobby Orr having healthy knees that's a good one Right? That's he, a really what, good one. What would his stats look like today? What would the game look like today? You know, it, it, you know. Actually, as I'm talking this, I get emotional. I look at, I, I watched this game tonight with him playing Montreal. It was staggering how great he was. It was absolutely staggering. And uh, yeah, what if he'd had great knees his whole career? That's a really had, good one. What if knee surgery was a good thing back then. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Okay, Merry Christmas. the time. You as well, buddy. Take care. That is serious score checking in. Uh, always, uh, always opinionated, always entertaining. Sometimes over my head, quite frankly, but I, uh, I like talking to him. That is a good what if. That's a good example of what we're doing. What if Bob Yor uh, had healthy knees? Really, really good. Derek Van Dee, speaking of soccer, he is back from the World Cup. What a journey. What an odyssey. What was it like being there, being there for a month right on the scene?